Hello. Thank you for joining us on Live, Learn, Love, Lead, a podcast of Bethel Christian Church in Warren, Michigan. Our mission is to live in the power of Christ, learn to become like Christ, love as the family of Christ, and to lead others to Christ. This year, our aim is to grow in these four L's. Listen for this week's thoughts. Welcome to Live, Learn, Lovely, the weekly podcast of Bethel Christian Church. I'm Pastor Farina. Hi, this is Danielle Hudson. Thanks for joining us once again this year. We are reading through the book of Proverbs uh, under our study, Authentic Wisdom. So we're just taking it a verse at a time all year. It's been an interesting journey. Thank you for joining us and being part of it. Yeah. So this week we are in Proverbs 14 and verses 19 and 20. It says, The evil bow down before the good, the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor is disliked even by his neighbor, but the rich has many friends. Yeah, it's interesting. In these two verses, we have two contrasts, and we see that a lot through Proverbs. First, we have the contrast between the evil and the wicked, the good and the righteous there. And then in verse 20, there's the contrast between the poor and the rich. Now, this is another interesting twist of the wisdom Mm -hmm. that God gives us through the Proverbs. Now, we've spent a lot of time with the wicked and the righteous, but we can touch on that. Uh, But we'll put a little bit more emphasis maybe in verse 20 with the poor and the rich. And it's interesting because there's interesting perspective in life about both of these ideas. And there's even a lot of talk in in general in our culture between poor and rich and Mm -hmm. the perspective on those two ideas. And so I think it'll be interesting as we journey. But in verse 19, he starts with the evil bow down before the good, the wicked at the gate of the righteous. And I think both of us immediately thought of the story of Joseph Mm -hmm. in Genesis, uh, all the way from Genesis 37, chapter 37, all the way through 50. Uh, The story there, obviously, uh, Joseph, his brothers are jealous of him. And for some of Joseph's fault, but also (laughs) Uh, their own fault. They sell, They attempt to, they don't kill him, but they put him in a pit. He's sold into slavery to make the long story short. He goes to Potiphar's house. He's thrown into prison. Ultimately, he ends up in the place that God wants him to be. And that's a good picture for us to know that even though life is a journey and we go through different ups and downs, God has a plan and he will still get us to the place that he wants if we'll trust him and we'll follow him. And he gets to that place where he's then second to Pharaoh. He has a dream and he tells Pharaoh to save the grain and the food uh, in a time of plenty so that in a time of famine, an interesting rich and poor, that he says to them that he serves that away and that his brothers have to come to Egypt to get food because it's the only place in a famine and Joseph is the one they have to come to to get food and they don't know he's still alive and they have this encounter with him Joseph forgives them, but they bow down to him because God had positioned him. And Joseph, to his credit, forgives them and doesn't hold that over him or lord that over him. But it's an interesting picture how if we will do the right thing, God will bring things full circle and make wrongs right. And while evil seems to win sometimes, good and righteousness will prevail. Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking about when I looked at this verse, that it does feel... That evil has 
that evil wins sometimes. And when we look at things in the world that, that are happening, it, it feels overwhelming. Like, wait, how long can all of this happen? But I think that the promise is and the truth is, is in Philippians 2, that every knee shall bow and that he is the name above all names. And so it's just an encouragement to us that while right now our momentary struggles and trials and in this world you will have trouble but take heart he has overcome the world that that's just a good reminder for us when things just feel like how much longer lord yeah and we see this with the psalmist uh and we see it with the prophets in the old testament who said you know how long lord do we have to see injustice and see these things and 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 why do you let some of these things happen it seems like that the wicked are prospering and the those who are doing good are, are not. And I love what it says in Psalm 73. He goes and he says, my, my faith is almost slipping and I'm, I'm going to lose my, my heart over this because I see these awful things. And it doesn't seem like the, they're getting punished. And, and then he says, but then I went to the house of the Lord and I not only saw the face of God and he built up my faith, but he also showed me their end. And the end is, is that there will come a time and maybe God is long-suffering, and the Bible says he's not slack concerning his promises, but he is slack and long-suffering, wishing that none would perish. God wants even the evil and the wicked to come to repentance and salvation and redemption. But there will come a time when God will right every wrong and evil will not prevail. Good and righteousness will. So if we're doing what's right and good, stay on that track. Yeah. And also, let's let God deal with those that are evil and wicked and let him handle them, and let's stay on the good and righteous track and know that God will prevail and truth will win out. That's good. And then verse 20, then, let's look at it. It says, the poor is disliked even by his neighbor, but the rich has many friends. If I'm honest, this verse kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. You're like, you can't say that. <laughs> like, we both read this in our prep time, and we immediately thought, wow, how do we attack this right. one? And this is kind of a different, and that's what I love about the Proverbs. Yeah. We've got to mind through it. And remember, he's talking about, human perspective as well as God's perspective. So we've got to kind of tie the two together here. He's, I mean, Solomon's like an observer of human nature. These are proverbs of things that are generally true. That's what proverbs are. So what this verse is, is a sad but true picture of human nature. It's not saying is what it should be, but it's what it's common that oftentimes in the world, friendship is selfish. It's self-motivated. Sure. Let's break it down. The poor is disliked even by his neighbor. Now, again, that's not the way it should be, mm -hmm. but human nature, generally speaking, tends to dislike poor people, or we see someone near that live in our neighborhood or someone that goes to our school or our church, and we look at them, and unfortunately, there's a general thinking, not everybody, mm -hmm. but generally thinking we look down or we tend to reject or we tend to say, well, we excuse why we might not help Right. someone who's in a poor situation because we'll say, oh, well, maybe they deserve it mm -hmm. or yeah. they did something to be poor. And look, that may be true, but it also may not be true. And I think the wisdom of what he's saying here is that we shouldn't view people all in one lump like that. And we need to realize, I think we need to realize, and it's something I've learned over the years, and I think it's the wisdom of God that would help us, is that poverty is a complicated mm -hmm. issue. And topic, it's not as simple as that person's poor because they did something wrong or they deserve what they're getting. Now, again, there are people who don't want to work and there are people who, who waste things and, and maybe poverty comes to them because of 
that's what they've reaped in a, in, a, in a negative sense. However, that's not always the case. And there are legitimately people who are in poor and difficult situations who we shouldn't dislike and we shouldn't dislike anybody. Right. We should not look down and we should not make that an excuse not to help them. As a matter of fact, we should err to mercy and always look to help people in need, uh, especially those that are legitimately poor. Um, so, and then he goes on to say, but the rich have many friends. And again, this is generally speaking, mm -hmm. uh, rich people tend to have more friends. You know, remember the, what was it? The son who took his inheritance and he went out right. and he wasted it and squandered it. Well, when he had all his money, he had a lot of friends, the Bible says, and the, everybody wanted. But then when he lost everything, they ditched him because it wasn't really about him. It was about their money. And and let's face it, I think any lottery winner, and I've never been one, and I don't <laughs> right. particularly go there, but uh, anybody who's ever done it or anybody ever inherited a lot of money, all of a sudden friends and family come out of the woodwork. And maybe you all of a sudden they're more friendly to you because mm -hmm. they're hoping to gain something from you. And again, that's a wrong perspective. Right. Not only should we not look down on people for their poverty because it's complicated, also we should not just be attracted to people because they have money because what they can do for us. So I think there's good wisdom in that because he first speaks of generally. But then I think the next verse mm -hmm. is, is really the key. He says, whoever uh, despises his neighbor because they're poor is a sinner, but blessed are those who are generous mm -hmm. to the poor. So he's telling us, let's look at people for who they really are in the eyes of God, not just through common human nature. And let's always be generous in our life and not be respecter of people, even wicked and good, right. rich and poor. Yeah, I think there's a lot of connections with this verse, with the book of James. In 127, it says, Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. I mean, what do we often think of is like, if I'm a good Christian, I'm going to do that, that, that. And he's saying right here, what is true religion that he accepts is to care for those who are, who are in need. And in the very next verse, the beginning of chapter 2, he says, My brothers, as believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, don't show favoritism. And then he goes on to say, like, if you can, two men walk into church and they're dressed differently, you bring yes. on, you know. So he he's saying, like, this is what it means to follow Jesus. Jesus came... Not for the healthy, not for the rich. He came for everybody, but he says that how he came for those who need a doctor. And he was more often seen with people who were poor or who were sinners or who were broken than people who acted like they had it all together. Um, I just, I think it's really interesting and something that we need to consider about what it means to help people well, what it means to love our neighbor well. And I think the wisdom of, the authentic wisdom of Proverbs here is helping us to say, we should always look to be generous mm -hmm. and we should always look to help people in need. Yeah. Now, I know that's always a challenge. And as a pastor for almost 40 years and being involved in ministry, and I know you as, as well, part of staff and church and, and, and meet people. And we have people in our families. We have people in our community. We have people in our church. And it always seems like there's so many needs and we can't help everybody. And we, but we should always have an open heart and look at people through the eyes of God, and ask God, where can we help? How can we help? Who can we help? And make sure that we are helping, because sometimes we can help and not help. Right. We can enable people to right. do the wrong things, but that's not always the case. But we also need to look to see how we can do that and have an open heart to be generous 
and to help people in need. I think that's the bottom line here in what God wants us to be as believers, like the Good Samaritan, to look for opportunities to help. We talked about that, mm -hmm. I think, mm -hmm. last week. Yeah, and, and to ask how what is actually needed in that situation, not to assume. Our uh, professor from mission school always would tell the story that um, they had just moved back from the missions field and they were like could hardly feed their kids. And someone dropped off the gift of like a big flat screen TV for them. And they were like, thank you, but like we... we like, we need food. So this, like, TV is in their garage. And so it's, like, it just always makes us laugh to think, like, how can we help people well? How do we love them well? What do they need? Not, like, I think from the outside this is what you need. When maybe what they need is someone to just sit and listen to them or come and help take care of my kids so that I can do whatever. So just praying, like, to, to love like Christ. And you make a good point. Remember, poverty and prosperity are not just about money. Right. You know, my dad used to always have a saying, you know, people know the price of everything and the value of nothing. And there are some things that are more valuable even than money and resource. Like you said, people need sometimes different things mm -hmm. and not always the same thing. And so we just want to know that that let's be careful that we don't judge people too quickly yeah. and throw them into categories. And let's find out the information. Let's find out, does this person really legitimately need help? And what is the legitimate need? And how can we legitimately help them? Ask those questions. Find out what we can do. But have a heart that's open and generous. That's the key. If we close our heart to everybody, and some people say, well, I helped someone and they burned me or or they didn't pay me back or, or whatever, you know, well, then there's the Bible talks about co-signing and doing other things, but we need to be cautious. Yes, we need to use wisdom. Yes, prudence and so forth. But also let's not let that spoil us for opportunities when God wants to truly use us to bless somebody else. Good. Father, help us as we look to you and as we look at people through your eyes. And Lord, I pray that you would open opportunities for us uh, to bless others uh, and to truly make a difference in, in people's lives. Lord, to sow seed where there's good soil so that it would produce a good harvest. Bless your people. And if someone's struggling today, may you hear their cry and may you use someone to be the answer and the blessing in their life. And may uh, you use us all to help someone in need. We thank you. We ask your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit us at BethelChristian-MI.org or find us on social media. To stay updated on upcoming episodes, please consider subscribing to the podcast. We pray you will be empowered to live, learn, love, and lead in the power and love of Christ.